Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at naz underscore elite. Welcome to this episode of the NAZ Elite Podcast. Uh, I am here this time with Ben Rosario. How you doing, Coach Ben? Good. I'm great. Good. I'm great. Good. This is, uh, I think, the third time now you've been on the pod. You've hosted the pod. You've been all over. I've been on the pod. It's <laughs> nice uh, to do these where it's just you and I, and we can kind of talk about everybody and wrap things up. Uh, well, at least this time around. Right. Uh, wrap up 2018, <clears throat> look forward to 2019, and get everybody uh, kind of up to speed on where all of our athletes are at, which, you know, when we do the individual podcasts, it's usually focused on that individual. That's right. So this is a little more overarching. It is. So it'll be fun. I think plenty, so. Plenty to talk about. Yeah. I want to start with a tweet that you put out, I think within the last month. Okay. Where you sort of just outlined everything the team's done. And then you're just kind of like, you want to call us underdogs? All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I think that's a good kind of to put it into perspective, a place to start in terms of the successes of, of the team this year. Yeah, I remember I, the I impetus. Remember no, I remember the impetus for that was something that I had read in some sort of article that, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it once again referred, I, I believe, maybe to Fobble as, you know, an uh, underdog or something, which is, I just find to be ridiculous. I don't know what the guy has to do, you know? I mean, he performs every time out. Yeah, yeah. And I think the team in general, it's just like, what do you want from us, you yeah. know? I mean, I, I think that tweet... Uh, that you're referring to was specific to the marathon, where I think over a you know over a twenty or a, a thirteen month period going back to Chicago of seventeen, 17 right? You know we had um, how many two twelve marathons on the guy's side? Geez, like you know two twelve and two thirteen. Yeah. You know it was like uh, Aaron had two, uh, Fauble had two, Scott Smith had one, Matt had one, um, and then. It, we were top 10 at Boston. We were top 10 at London. We were top 10 at New York, New York. twice in 2017. Yep. And then again, uh, had a top 10 in 2018. Um, you know, it was just a really good year for us. And yep. so um, I was just feeling... Uh, <laughs> you, you wanted to let people I was feeling know. slighted. Yeah, that's uh, fair. But not that's myself. Fair. I mean, I was feeling like they were slighted. You know, they right. were being slighted, which that is what annoys me. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, I think uh, I think for the most part, the educated fans certainly understand that we've had a great year. And uh, we have, you know, and it hasn't just been the marathon. It's been a really good year overall at all sorts of distances all over the, all over the globe. So... Yeah, coming into this year, you ha- there were some additions um, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the team. Uh, team looks, uh, yeah, quite a bit different now than it did, I guess, a year, year and a half ago. Just with the 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 new additions to the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the rookies, you know, we brought um, in the brought in the women. I mean, obviously, the core has remained the same right. for a long, long time. <clears throat> That's true. With Steph and Ben and and Scott Smith and you know Kellen. I mean, they've right. been here since the beginning, so they've been the core for a long time. But um, no, I think I think the addition of the women in the summer, Alice Wright, yep. Aaron Clark, Danny Shanahan, and Grayson Murphy. Uh, those I can't speak highly enough about those four and what they've brought to the team in terms of energy and positivity and. Uh, 
you know, hope for the future. It's, yeah. not, it's nice to have those four training alongside Steph and Kellen and Alephine who have all these credentials. And uh, it's fun to see the young women sort of um, just slide right into that mode, you know, that Steph and Cal- Kellen and Alphine have, have created or, or, or have um, have already established, yep, right. you know, and uh, I think, again, they, they fit right in. So that's um, very promising. Yeah. Well, let, let's kind of step back and walk through the year. They, they came in, I guess I thought it was earlier in the year, but they, they came summer, in. After summer, after they yeah. were done with their NCAA I, Right, 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 yep. right. Um, but in starting the year, it was uh, still largely just the the core group that people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, but things things kind of started off well and continued to go well. Yeah. I but mean, maybe you want to talk about well, what, what were your expectations coming into the year? Did you anticipate uh, adding uh, you know four athletes in the middle? Did you like, sort of what did you think coming into the year? No, that's a good question. Uh, yes, we we I knew that we wanted to add athletes on the female side. Mm-hmm. So that recruiting process had already begun. And that was certainly for me, at least as on the executive director side, a big goal for 2018 was to add some really high quality uh, female athletes yep. to the roster. And so I was recruiting all of those athletes and a couple others, you know, in, in the uh, spring season, NCAAs, talking to their coaches, talking sure. to them. Um and then really, I mean, I, I'm honestly being truthful. Th- those were my first, those were my top choices, you know, the, yeah. the Aaron, Danny, Alice, and, and uh-huh. Grayson. And so we were able to um, sign all those four athletes, which was really cool. I didn't know if we'd get all four. You know, I was like, if we could get three of these four, it'd be yeah. great. You know, but we got all four, which was super cool. So from a roster standpoint, that was uh, really, really key. Yeah. From a performance standpoint, you know, I remember at the beginning of the year, we had a meeting we always have a big january meeting and this time we brought in a speaker and he um took us through a bunch of motivational exercise or team team building exercises really i would call he is a motivational speaker but he was really focused on team building and uh one of the things i talked about in that meeting was just sort of getting away from this idea of focusing so much on times sure you know because the thing is we're trying to compete you know we're trying to race we're trying to beat people and and you get too caught up in the times and they start infiltrating your mind you know and 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 telling you that you're not good unless you do unless you run x you know but that's just not really true and when it comes down to the biggest races in the world it's not about time you know the boston the new york's the olympic trials the olympics themselves it's about finishing as high as you can right you know and being on the podium and so um that was my uh and, and plus we don't need to write these times. I know that they want to run these times. You know, these are this is a very motivated bunch, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so they already know what they want to run. I didn't want to spend that meeting, uh, you know, writing goals uh, that were time-oriented on a chalkboard. You know, I wanted to talk about the process and the process of improving. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like they're, they're so good at this point that, look, if we just improve... And, and we know what that means. We get better, yeah. you know, tangibly better um, in every way, shape, and form. Uh, then the times are going to come. Sure, you know they're going to come. If we're, if we're running, if we're running better workouts, if we're training at a higher level, yeah. th- those things are going to happen, and they did. And so, was that? Would you call that a shift in the culture of the the team environment with kind of this approach, or was was that always kind of the approach? You just wanted to reinforce it, like no, I think it was a shift. Okay, I think it was an organic shift. I think it 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 happened naturally because the the roster is such that we have really good competitors on the team. Right, you know, so it's about finding uh, races 
where we can put them in a position to succeed. Yeah. So you look for races that aren't these time trials, you know, you look sure. for races where they're going to be able to race yep. and, and, and try to compete. Um, you know, whether it's Kellen winning grandmas, you know, um, we didn't even talk about the overall time. Her sure. and I, I swear, you know, we just talked about running her race and we talked about a, a per mile range, but we wanted to win the race, you know, and then she so ends was up, she within that range or was she, she was set to fast end of it. <laughs> faster probably than the fast end of it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and we could talk about some of the individual performances, but you know, as a whole, I think you were mentioning earlier, it started off, um, kind of with a bang because we ran, uh, very well at the U S cross country championships in February. Mm -hmm. Um, that, race wasn't a world qualifier but it's still the u.s cross country championships right. which we always put a decent emphasis yep. on cross country and that kind of got everybody going and then you know next thing you know uh, it's it's springtime and scott smith's getting sixth at boston and steph's getting 10th at london and um you know we're we're having people finish high at national championships fobles getting second of the u.s 25k and then alphine wins the 25k yep. wins the half um second at the boulder boulder second at the mini 10k and then steph wins a national title in july um you know fall will get second at falmouth uh brawny runs so well in chicago um and of course we had a good day in new york with fob seventh and and steph 11th and uh it just it just and then you know kellen crushed it at vegas it just seemed right. like every time somebody like stepped to the top and had all the attention then somebody, somebody one up them you know exactly and that's right. what i like about the team so yeah. uh yeah it was just it was just a good year all around and the, and the rookies you know them uh, those ladies coming in in the summer like i said just kind of um gave a boost i think to the morale and to the sure. culture and and, sure. and they ran well also um so you know, just a great year. I'm curious with the, um, the sort of the maturing process with with the rookies coming in. We'll yep. just refer to the group as, as the rookies, the four ladies. Um, you know, you've got Steph, uh, you've got Kellen, who are established, who um, certainly great role models. Primarily racing at the marathon distance. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they race a lot of distances. Oh yeah, yeah. That, That's kind of the big one for them. Um, Alphine, on the other hand, is you know running shorter distance races in the marathon mm -hmm. more in line with you know these ladies coming out of college mm -hmm. in terms of the the races they're really focusing on so what do you see that is the right mix for for these ladies coming in like they they have alphine who is a veteran but who's racing more you know their style uh right now yeah. but then they also have you know the kellen and the stuff doing the little bit longer focusing a little bit longer and um do you, do you just think it's kind of the right environment for those ladies to really uh yeah, flourish in the next. Uh, couple yeah, years. I do. I, 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 think that all of them, all of the veterans, though, are pretty darn good across the board. I mean, Kellen PR'd in the mile last right, year, right, four thirty-three. Um, and Didn't she, she, she had several PRs. She PR'd in the mile she? and the half marathon. Yeah. Oh, the mile on the track, the ten k on the road, the half marathon, and the marathon. Yeah, God. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah. Um, and you know, Steph crushed it in the 10K. Alfin yep. crushed it in the 10K. So I think I think um, the marathon seems a long way off for for the young ladies. Sure. But I think they take a lot of confidence in what they saw Kellen, Steph, and Alfin do from the mile to the 10K. Yeah. And yep. and Kellen and um, Alfin have faster PRs than any of those ladies in the in the 5K. And um, all three, Steph, Kellen, and Alfin, have faster PRs than any of those ladies have in the 10K on right. the track. So I think. Um, 
I mean, it's very obvious that, hey, let's follow this path (laughs) and (laughs) we'll be on our way. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. And we really, you know, I mean, I don't mind when people call us a marathon group. I I think if you look at our history, we've been very good across the board. Sure. Um, We finished higher in the 10,000 at the Olympic trials than we did in the marathon. But, um, but uh we've never I, I don't know what that means is is my point because we we we, we train to be good at distance running sure, sure. you know and, and we've been good across the board and our and our training uh is very diverse and we do a lot of different things throughout the year of course we get very specific to the marathon when a marathon is upon us yep um but um no i think that's why we've been able to set continue to set prs at shorter distances right. as well because we have not forgotten about those uh zones and the value of those zones sure, uh, sure. all the time um i want to we've got quite a bit to cover so i want to mostly yeah. stay on track but a quick tangent this is it kind of goes beyond 2018 recap but i'm curious just given this conversation um do, when do you th- so it seems like people are moving to the marathon at a later age maybe than what's historically been true so you see people going to the marathon maybe later in their 20s maybe even like 30 early 30s do you think And so now you have some younger ladies who are getting involved. And from what you just said, it sounds like it's going to be a little ways before they get to the marathon. Is is that kind of your approach as a coach is get really good at the shorter stuff and then move on to the marathon? Like, why not go to the marathon sooner, I guess? No, I don't think that's my approach. Okay, okay. I think my approach approach is evaluate each athlete individually and see what they're best at and try to get them into their best event in the prime of their career. Okay. Um, so for an athlete like Alice Wright, she's already done, she did a lot more mileage. She came from a a higher mileage based program in college, Uh excelled at tempo runs, excelled at, uh, the 10,000 meter distance on the track. Mm -hmm clearly was better at that than she was at 5,000 or, or 3,000 sure, sure. and came ready, much more ready to, to get to the marathon quicker. And clearly that's going to be her best event. Right. So she'll probably run it at 25 years old next year. Right. Right. You know, Whereas, sometime in 2019, Fauble yep. ran his debut at 25 years old. And that's why you see him as one of the top guys in the country now, because he's in the prime of yeah. his career running yeah. what is his prime event. Right. I actually think a lot of people wait too long. Yeah. Now, all that to say, I don't know about Aaron Clark, Grayson Murphy, Danny Shane. I don't, I don't know yet. Sure. You know, they don't have that mileage background that Alice does. And so we've got to continue to watch them work out and see what they respond to and see how they race and yes. see what distances they seem to excel at. I have no interest in putting somebody in the marathon if that's not the best event. Right, right. You know, so totally. to me, it's not an age thing or an okay. experience uh-huh. thing. It's a, what are you best at? Sure, thing? sure. You know, and I can only, I can only go off what I see. Right. You know, and so, um, you know, I think there's been athletes um, that come out of college that have waited too long, to be honest with you, because yeah. they, they're they so intent on uh, continuing to PR at 5,000 and 10,000, but it's just because it's kind of ingrained in their heads. I wish they would just give give it a shot. Right. What's the harm in it? Yeah. Because what's the best case scenario is you find out you're really great at the marathon and now you've you got your thing. Yeah. And the worst case is you got a great season of basin. Right. You didn't like it and you go back to the shorter stuff. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So actually that's kind of my philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that makes sense. Um, good. So we'll, we'll get back to the script. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to the script. Uh, I want to talk about the marathons a little more. Um, what you what you said early on here about your January meeting sheds a lot of light, I think, on the marathons that were picked this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, what? Um, 
I guess walking through those decisions and then seeing the results, I, I've got to think that reinforces your thought process on your approach this year. Yes, yes. Um, I think we picked the right ones for sure, uh, for the most part. Um, you know, Steph doing London ended up kind of being a bummer because that was a pretty hot day. And it just kind of, and she was a little off that day for various reasons, uh, some of which were outside of her control. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of, ah, yeah. you know, I mean, but hey, if, if a blah day is 10th at London, that's not so bad. No. Um, I think Boston was a great pick for Kellen and uh -huh. Scott Smith, and they were in unbelievable shape. Scott Smith, let me tell you something, that was the best shape I've ever seen someone on our team. Really? Honestly. Wow. Honestly. And I think Fauble and others would agree. Wow. Uh, his Boston segment was just unreal he's running 130 miles a week so is kellen they were running the exact same mileage the exact same workouts different paces sure uh and i've just never seen anyone as fit as those two were wow but then we didn't get it was a bummer because right. the race was such that i mean kellen there's just i i look i've gone over it a million times in my head i just don't think there's anything we could have done yeah you know i mean even when i think about what she could have worn she still would have got soaked through. I mean, everybody was soaked through and yeah. she just gets cold, yeah. you know? I mean, she was, her lips were blue two days before the race, just standing outside doing a meet and greet with the fans. Jeez. And that's, it wasn't even anything compared right. to what it was on race morning, yeah. you know? And so she can, don't get me wrong. She's extremely tough and she can handle the cold, yep. but it, it's one thing to handle the cold for a 10 mile run. It's another thing to race in the cold rain and wind for two plus hours. And perform your best, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. wasn't gonna happen. She was frozen. I could tell watching on the screen, you know? Uh, but I don't think we made a bad choice. It was a perfect choice for her. And I, I just, it's, I wonder what would have happened, you know, right. on a nicer day. Um, Something tells me we'll see her there again. Uh, maybe yeah yeah maybe <laughs> yeah um but uh scott smith got sixth place made right. that sixth place in boston I, I i was a little disappointed because again i just think it would have been fun to see him on that course with the fitness he had sure um but we'll take sixth place at boston absolutely um you know coming back and running grandma's was obviously a great choice for kellen because she ran 224 which is really really fast and it, that was really a big time validation because she she is very underrated yeah, I mean, I, I, I wanted to take a minute yeah. to talk about that performance. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was it not seventh? It's it, Well, it made her the seventh fastest U.S. female seventh of all time. Yeah. There, there there are more than seven performances faster Correct, than that, but right. they're by multiple seventh people. Seventh fastest performance. Yeah, Dina has done a, a yep. number of them, yep. you know, et cetera. But and, she's and that, the seventh I mean, that's, fastest. That's incredible. I think it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you know, as, mu as much as you want to focus on just getting better and improving in sure. the process, it is nice to validate your hard work. And especially when you can say, hey, only six women in the history of the United States, uh, 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 in the history of United States distance running have ever run faster right. than me. That's cool. That's cool validation for all the work she's put Absolutely. in. Absolutely. And we just have known for a long time that she's been that fit a couple of different times and uh, and run very well, but just, you know, just for whatever reason, just not quite the day. Yep. And she never run bad in a marathon, ever. Um, but uh, that was a big day. It, it really clicked. And... Um, you know, it was a fast day. Look, I'm not going to sit here and lie, but it wasn't crazy. I mean, it was in the 50s. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. like a cool, crisp 40 degree morning. There was a slight tailwind at times, uh, slight crosswind at times, and she ran 112.30 and then 111.59. And the one, the second half of the course has no net downhill, no nothing. I mean, right. it's the harder half. Yeah. So it was really an incredible run. Yeah. Really. And she was full of running at the end. Zero fade you know um absolutely could have kept running yeah so it was impressive really impressive 
Yeah, so that that was in the summer, and then again moving along, you had you had Braun at uh, Brawny at Chicago. Yeah, Chicago is a great race for him. He's a good rhythm runner, and uh, and he ran faster than last year, which was nice. Yeah, two thirteen sixteen. Man, he had he was on that P his PR is two twelve. 54 and he was on pace till the last mile it got a little nasty in that last mile it got a little i mean you know i'm not making an excuse it's just the fact it got a little little windy so rain picked up a little bit and uh it just made that last mile really hard sure and uh, it isn't but like... i'm not saying he would have got it I, i'm just saying it, it didn't do him any favors sure, sure. yeah yeah so he struggled that last mile no you get to slide up you get that hill yeah, yeah out of nowhere it's the only hill on the course right. but uh but we knew that was coming. only hill in chicago probably <laughs> it's one, yeah one of yeah but um no that, that was a that was a good choice for him he had kind of a rough segment so that was a very that was a very satisfying moment for him and for i to come out of that and and have a really good performance um you know, and I, I think if you keep having those really good performances, then you'll have the Kellen performance. You will. Right. You know, it's it's when you're super inconsistent that then you're just like, I don't know. You know, but when you're when you're when you're running well every time, the real big one is going to happen. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So then that rolls into New York. Obviously, you know, Fable uh, finishes second American. Yep. It was seventh, right? seventh place, seventh place yep. overall. Uh, Steph just missed that. She was eleventh. She was eleventh, so just, just missed another top, top ten. ten. She had been tenth the year before, tenth at London. Yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, she's always going to be somebody that comes to play. Yeah, you know for sure. And and then she doubled back at uh, CIM, CIM crazy with with uh, I would say success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard that not was to define that was that. a cool way to end the year for her. Yeah, that was the best year of her career. I mean, for sure. Start to finish. We, we just yeah. talked about it the other day. I mean. You know the sport is such that it's it's all year round and there's all this stuff going on. So this was this is why this podcast is cool, right? It gives you a chance to sit down and say, wait a minute, this woman started off the year. She won Rock and Roll Arizona. She got third at U.S. Cross. Um, she got second at Gasparilla in a sprint to the finish with Sarah Hall. Yeah. Um, she got tenth at the London Marathon. She got sec second at Fryhofer. She got. Uh, let me think. I'll probably miss one. Well, then one. she won. Well, uh, she she um, she got third at USA Track. That's right. First podium on the track. Outkicked Emily Sisson. Top yeah. three at, at US 10K on the track. Then a couple weeks later, wins the US 10K Road Champs over Alafine, who was on fire. Yeah. Um, then you know runs very well at Wharf to Wharf six mile. That was kind of the end of the season. But then comes back, run gets sixth place at Great North Half, eleventh at New York, and second at CIM. I mean, it's just an incredible year. Um, I she, hope she's taking a break. She right? took a long break. <laughs> she's a two week break yeah, after CIM. Yeah, no, that, that's in terms of volume of racing, was that one of the bigger years? She just, likes to race a lot, yeah, and, and earlier yeah. in her career did race a lot. But with the marathon, you don't always get as many chances. So it was nice that we were able to have that mini season up, yeah. in between London and New York. With New York being later in the fall, we were able to kind of get that summer season in, right? And that was cool. Yeah, I think it, I think it helped her because uh, she really is as fast as she's ever been in her whole life. Yeah, it's incredible. She ran thirty two oh five at at USA's in Des Moines. I mean, I, you know, that race was a little bit tactical. It would have been fun to see her at a Stanford kind of day. Sure, uh, but again, that's not what we're you know, that's not what we're all about. You know, <laughs> she compete. Com she competed. You yeah. know, and I, I mean, and truthfully, I, I that I really do mean that. That was more fun and satisfying. To watch her compete in a championship style race and get third, yeah, than it would have been to sit in line at Stanford and run twenty or thirty seconds faster, but 
I don't know what you finished. It doesn't even matter. Nobody even cares. Sure. I care. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to see you beat people. So um, I, I thought it was cool um, that she was able to get on the podium late in her career like this and show that she can still hang with the young kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the young kids, yeah. Um, well, for uh, those listening that are familiar with, uh, with NIZ Elite, you might gather that we're working towards a performance of the year conversation. Oh, oh uh, yes. we're, we're kind of working through these uh, many results. Um, we haven't even spoken too much of, uh, well, all the rookies and uh, Aaron, Danny, Grayson, and Alice, all their races. Well, um, Alice, I mean, Alice was, came, Alice, Alice uh, you know, she started off with a bang, right? Because she came to flag right after NCAAs, or very soon after NCAAs, and we had a few weeks to prepare for the European Championships, which are a really big deal in Europe. Yeah. She's from the UK. And um, it's hard, because that was a big challenge, because she's had such a long season. She had right. already run several 10Ks already. Sure, sure. And we had to run another one. And she went there and got sixth place. Yeah. She did great. And, you know, that's not really our training so much. It just uh, it was mostly what she had done at New Mexico. Sure, but sure. we were able to at least maintain that fitness, yep. which was a challenge. And uh, and that was a huge performance. So it's always nice to get somebody off on the right foot, yes. you know, because then they, they're excited and they, they feel like, okay, yes, I chose the right place, right. You know, which is yes. important um, for them and their buy-in and also their relationship with me. Right. Um, and, you know, Grayson was the same way. Came out and got second at Great Cow Harbor 10K. Erin um, ran very well in her first race, got third at the Boston 10K. Yep. And Danny had a nice uh, string, uh, ran okay at Cow Harbor. I thought ran very well at New York City, where she ran 16.20 for 5K on the roads. Yep. Uh, it wasn't a home run, but it was a nice performance. Sure. And then she got 16 the clubs which i think was a little less than we had hoped for but um i think overall with understanding the context of where she came from versus the others yes sea level yep never been outside of la never trained at altitude in her life you know and and aaron's coming from colorado alice come from new mexico grayson's coming from utah yeah so it was a way bigger change for danny i remember when we had her on the, the yeah. podcast for kind of her introductory one way talking about change. that so like, i yeah. think overall the fall was a huge uh win for us for with 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 all of them uh but certainly with danny because by the end of the fall she was crushing workouts. You know, I think we will get to see the fruits of that labor in 2019. Right. But she was figuring it out. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure, you know, you've had that conversation. Or, oh, yeah. She's aware. Like, she's aware. She's aware that while she may have been disappointed in a couple of those races on paper, she knows, to my point earlier, mm -hmm. she got better. Yes. She got better. And right. when you get better, it, it will pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of performance of the year... You guys narrow it down to 16, and then there's a voting process to get, get down to the... Yeah, yeah, we've done this for the last couple of years, one. and it's funny, so... Uh, I, I just love uh, that kind of stuff. It's yep. very like sports radio e, totally. you know, or whatever, or ESPN e. Yeah, you know. But um, but yeah, we take the sixteen and we do it tournament style. So you know, you bet, you, you bet, you vote on all the first round uh, matchups. You know, so it might be, um, you know, in this case, uh, Kellen's Las Vegas one ten thirteen win versus, um, you know. Uh, Scott Fauble's second place at Falmouth or whatever, you know, and that's the first round matchup and you kind of seed it a little bit. So yeah, you was, get, they do get seeded. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, well, I do internally. The people, okay, people don't okay. see the seeds, but, you know, you can kind of tell you got the big ones on the opposite sides yeah, of the bracket, yeah, yeah. you know. And, uh, and then we, we vote first round for a couple of days. Then we open up the second round voting. So you see who won those matchups. Then you go to the next round and then the final round. Uh, so it's like over about 10, 12 day period. So we've always had fun with it and it gets thousands and thousands of votes yeah. online. Um, 
so that's cool. The crazy thing about this year is I swear it's very difficult to pick just 16. Have you started the process? Yeah, I've been okay. working on it. I've been working on it. You got it down it. to 50 or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I'll give you some examples. Like, Kellen ran a mile PR, 433 mile indoors for a quote-unquote marathoner. Right. I don't think that's going to make the list. It's just, I mean, there's just too many other good performances. I, I put out on Twitter to the fans, like, hey, what were some of your performances uh, that you liked? And a couple people said Steph's Gasparilla Half, where she got second in a sprint to Sarah Hall. I don't think that's going to make the top six. Really? It's just, there's too many. Here's a crazy Let's one. Let's expand it to 32. This well, year. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's very sports radio y. Uh, but, but here's a crazy one. So, Fobbs gets seventh in New York City. Last year, our number one performance, as voted by the fans, was Kellen Taylor's eighth place finish at, at New, York New York City. City yeah. So now we have this year where somebody bested that, got seventh, and I don't think that's going to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how crazy is that? That's crazy. I'm not sure if it'll... I mean, I think it'll probably make the Final Four, right? but it may not win. It's uh, good for business. It's good for business. <laughs> yeah, it's good for Hoka. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I... You know, it was, it was just a really good year. Right. Yeah. Well, it, when can folks expect to uh, start putting those votes in? I think I think we'll open up the voting on Monday. On Monday, I mean, hopefully, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm working with the 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 online company that we use for the bracket. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth. It's a pretty uh, pretty cool uh, interface. Yeah, yeah, is that what you call it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks it looks very professional, right. you know. So is this a new one? No, we've used yeah, the same one. We've okay. used the same one. So I was just I was just chatting about the cost with this guy. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I think we got it all figured out. Cool. So we'll so, we'll start that on Monday. It'll so it'd be the seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So look for that on various social channels. Mostly we, we, we really push it on Twitter and Facebook. But you, you, you vote, you know, we send you to the link. Sure. And, and, and you vote and then you go there. You right. vote there. Uh, so um, it's not a popularity contest. You know, our fans are very educated. That's right. I do feel this is like about, this is performance. This is I objective. They're really, yeah. They're yeah. really like, what do you think was a better performance? Right. You know, and uh, so. It, can, can you vote more than once? You can, right? Well, you can. Uh, I think so. Okay. I think so. I I don't remember exactly the rules. Uh, they'll be posted. Uh, you certainly vote each round. Right. You know. Uh, I think you probably can vote a certain number of times okay. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. They. Right. You know. They. That's uh, all. They yeah. figure. The computer people figure it right, out. Right. 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 I get yeah. it. Um, okay. Good. Well, that that's exciting to look forward to. Some other things. Uh, moving beyond just performances. Yeah. 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 Uh, you got the shop. You got the NAZ Elite. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching on the on the YouTube, uh, you can see this stuff. But if you're um, listening, I'll just describe it. So we had a very good little uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. We okay. sold a bunch of this stuff, but we've got more left. Um, I'll show you. So this is the, the, the beanie. Like this beanie. is a killer beanie. Yep. So if you're listening, it's one of the pom-pom beanies. It's got our Hoka Northern Arizona Elite uh, patch on the very front of the hat. Then red and blue striped and a, a maroon and blue striped and a maroon. Um, what do you call this? Yeah, that, that's the pom pom. Pom pom. That's yeah, pom-pom, on top. Yeah. Yep. Now, okay. now, what does that run, somebody? <laughs> what does that run you? Uh, I don't know. That's uh, maybe that's twenty or twenty-five. Yeah, that's a deal. Um, that's a deal. The baseball tee. So I'm a big baseball tee fan. So we got a gray um, tee with blue uh, sleeves and then the logo in blue. Like this. this is one of my favorites personally. Uh, is that single think, color? Does it come in multiple colors? No, just just this, okay. just this look and Green the athletes love that one. And then the hoodie that I'm wearing, which is a light blue with the logo in dark blue, yep. real big across the chest. And I'm telling you, this thing is soft. Feel that, Eric. I'm going to feel that. Oh, is, is that soft or what? I'm gonna have to buy one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe we'll we'll trade you for uh, for your for your, all your work. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So we got that, and then we have a couple of cool things. New, you know, 
one of the things we do from a business standpoint, uh, to talk business for a second, is we're, we're constantly trying to build our brand, of right. course, the Hoka NAZ Elite brand, but we're trying to help the athletes build their individual personal sure. brands as well. And some of the athletes this year really took the bull by the horns because one of the things we were talking about at, at a few of our different meetings was, hey, let's worry less about likes and, and clicks. Uh, obviously, those are important. But let's just worry about putting out quality content and yeah. doing things that nobody else is doing. Because sure. I think if you do that, at the end of the day, the clicks and everything else, they're going to be People there. are interested. The, yeah, you're yeah. going to interact with the fans in a way that other people aren't doing. And I think that's what we really want to do. Um, and so there's a lot of examples, but you know, Steph Bruce came up with that whole grit campaign that she yes. had going into New York. That, that was, was cool. her idea. Very cool. You know, and she produced and, and quite frankly paid for herself mm -hmm. um, a, a really nice documentary that uh, went episode by episode leading into New York. Um, it was really well done. It was yep. awesome. And then in conjunction with the documentary, made these shirts that just said grit on yep. the front, real big. She sold hundreds of those, Is that right? hundreds, and a portion of each sale went to the Sloan Kettering um, Cancer Foundation. She gave a big check to Sloan Kettering, hundreds of dollars. I mean, that's, that's cool. That's great. That's super. I was really yeah. proud of her. Um, Grayson Murphy, who's you know just a rookie, you know, you wouldn't think that she would do something like this, and yet already she, because she has a huge following on Instagram, right? At Racing Grayson. Uh, <laughs> And she uh, created this 2019 journal. So it's like, uh, I think they call them bullet journals. Oh, uh, I saw that. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. really cool. All these yeah. cool doodles. And so you can plan out your whole year. And it, ser it serves as a planner. Or if you want it to, it can serve as a training log. Um, <clears throat> or just, quite frankly, like a life log. Yeah. You know, kind of a diary yeah, totally. almost. It's, it's sort of a comprehensive type deal and she sold hundreds of those those are getting printed and and, and mailed out this week um and then fobs came up with this idea are those available those are all of all all this stuff is available on nazelite.com okay. yep. slash shop slash shop and if you go on there there's a shop button uh on the nav bar easy um so Fable came up to me or came to me with this idea to document the new york city training segment as a whole and essentially, the, the idea was he would recap each week in his own words, and I would recap each week in my own words from my perspective, um, and we wouldn't look at them. We would just each week do it leading up to New York. <clears throat> Which was what? Is that 12 weeks? Well, we ended up... Well, his segment was long for that. It was four months, so okay. 20, 18 to 20 weeks. Okay. Um, and so we started doing it in, in hopes of then creating a book out of that at the end of it. Right. And I think it all seemed well and good <laughs> until we got to the end and realized, okay, now we got to edit all of this text, you know, right. all, of, all of these entries. How many words did it end up being? Do you, do you well, have a final Well, again, if you're, on, I mean, if you're on YouTube, you can see the book, and I'll flip through. Um, it's Great got imagery. It's got one, over 150 color pictures from the entire segment. The book is over 300 pages long. There's... Um, 20 some odd chapters. Um, I think there, let's see, tw uh, 22 chapters. There's, um, the, there's the outlines that I wrote for the, uh, training, yep. uh, including the original, the revised, and then the final schedule. Uh, Fobbs put all his heart rate variability numbers on here and all his blood test numbers from the, throughout Very the segment. Cool. So for the runner nerd out there, they can nerd out on that. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the chapters are really intense. Um, you know, there's the chapter about Fal Falmouth where he got second is really 
very cool. Yes. Uh, the chapter about the Great North Half Marathon is very cool. He was fourth there. That was a PR. He was fourth right? yeah. in 102.18. Um, he got nipped at the line at Falmouth and got second. Um, there's a chapter early on where he gets really anxious about how things are going and is having some issues with anxiety, which he had issues with that in college as well. So he goes to see a sports psychologist and he takes you through this very, you know, he's very, um, honest and open. Um, I go through a couple of those moments where I'm a little worried about how things are going and, and I get into that. Um, and, and at the very end, you know, we were a little, almost getting a little too fried at the end and sure. we pulled back on a workout that we were going to do. So, I mean, th th we leave no stone unturned. Sounds very raw. It's very raw. Yeah, raw it's, it's very raw. You get, a, you get a forward by Des. Des Linden wrote the forward, uh, 2018 Boston Marathon champ Des Linden. Yeah, she bought the book and le left us a nice little note. And I thought, well, wait a minute. She obviously likes it. Yeah. You know, let's see if uh, <laughs> she'd be willing to ride the forward. And she sure. was. Very so cool. So that was very cool. I mean, this thing I'm telling you guys, I'm so proud of Scott because, again, to my point a second ago, it was his idea. Right. You know, and that's what we're asking these athletes to do is build your own brand because it's only going to help you. It's only going to help us. Right. And it's only going to help Hoka. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're trying to raise brand awareness for Hoka. Yeah. We're trying to sell shoes. And um, if this book sells a couple thousand copies, I think that's going to help everyone. Yeah. Um, I And I really think it's going to be a big hit. I know we've already got a couple of book signings uh, lined up. He's got one here in Denver next week. Um, we're going to be on a bunch of podcasts promoting it. And... I just think once it gets in people's hands, those people are going to be our best marketing sure, tool because sure. they're really going to like it. I showed yeah. it to our um, chiropractor yesterday and he got goosebumps just looking at all is the pictures. Right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, pro I'm proud of it. Fobbs is proud of it. Jen took all the pictures. I hope she's very proud of her work and she formatted the whole book and uh, it's getting printed by a buddy of mine in St. Louis. Oh, so cool. It was really a joint effort by a yeah. lot, lot of people. That's neat. A lot of people. Yeah, I hear it's printing as we speak. It's printing as we speak. Yeah. Yes, okay. it's being printed in St. Louis, and then it'll get shipped right out to everybody from there. Okay. So everybody should get it. That order. We, we had to cut the pre-order off because it was getting out of hand. Really? We had to make sure so we, we had to make sure that we were going to be able to get that first order done and sure. to everybody at sure. a decent cost to us. Yeah. So we didn't lose money on that first order. Uh, at the end of the day, it's going to end up selling for twenty-eight dollars. Okay. So everybody who pre-ordered at twenty got quite a deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how much it cost us, but. It was a the lot. Margins more. Slim. Then, <laughs> the margins are slim. It was a lot more than we thought because of the color pictures. Sure, sure. But here's the thing: like we considered going doing a black and white version or cutting out some of the pictures and trying to pare it down. But the thing was, the vision was to do something that nobody had ever done before. Right. Nobody had ever done this book where the coach and the athlete took you through the whole segment. Sure. And it's essentially a picture book. I mean, even even if you didn't read the words, honestly, the 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 candid pictures tell the story of the segment. Um, so we didn't want to compromise what our vision was. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's it, lo book. it looks beautiful. Thank uh, you. Just flipping thank through you. it. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you. Um, well, good. So on the NAZ elite website shop, a lot of merch, some yeah. other good stuff. Yeah. Like this book inside a marathon. Um, so yeah, another, uh, high note, of the year, I would say. I think so. Yeah. No, I'm 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 excited about it. And again, it's just it just speaks to that idea that um, or goes along with that idea that we're just trying to do things that other people aren't doing, right. you know, and, and and other people in this bubble 
to, this is nothing new. Sure. Every sports franchise has a website <laughs> right. with a team shop, you <laughs> of know, course, of course. and they love to wear their stuff. And I hope our fans love to wear our stuff. It really means a lot to me when they, when these orders come through. It's very cool. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like we're doing something right. And th this book, man, we had a bunch of international orders. People were begging for this thing. That's great. All, you know, yeah. all over the place. That's great. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm very proud of that. But let's 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 get back to the itinerary. Back to the script. That the was a, that was a nice. We, we filled out that segment. Yes, nicely, that I was think. good. I that think. was good. I, but um, I want to talk about the future. Yes, 2019. Okay. We're going to wrap things up here. So this was a 2018 recap, but we will finish with the 2019 uh, looking forward. Look forward, forward right. yes. So I'm going to start here, Ben. The ladies got quite a few more additions this year. Yep. Um, I wonder if that'll happen with the men. Oh, point. yeah, definitely. Definitely, okay. definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, as, as, as our hardcore fans may know, uh, Aaron Braun... Took a great job, yes, and I'm really did. happy for him uh, at Sacramento State University as the head cross-country coach, uh, head track coach, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, assistant track coach, he head of all the distance runners. Okay. Um, and it's a great gig, one that he couldn't pass up, so he's not here anymore. <laughs> I think he's going to be a member of the team for a while, okay, for a while longer, yep. and I think you'll see something come out soon about what his spring plans are, Right. Um, and you'll see some... Uh, things come out about all of our runners and what their spring plans are, but, uh, but talk about a guy who can control a workout and right get guys through it. Oh, no, now he, gone. <laughs> he's gonna be such a great coach. Yeah, because yeah. he was a coach on the team. Yeah, he was a great leader. So you have to replace him. Yeah, and it's hard to do. Uh, but we've got some irons in the fire, and I think probably by the first of the year we'll have a full men's roster. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. And I think everybody's going to really be excited about the additions. We're working on some of those things right now. And 2019 is so important for us because in terms of the marathon, the 2020 trials are February 29th. I mean, we're a year away here very shortly. Yeah. Yep. And so whether or not we make that team is going to be extremely based on what we do in 2019 Correct. you know yeah. how healthy we stay sure. how hard we train um what our culture is you know all those things are gonna really have a huge impact on what happens in atlanta in 2020 and so it was vital to me that we got that roster filled out as soon as possible sure. so that we can all be on the same page yeah. moving forward and even the track trials i mean yeah, they seem far away now, but as soon as we get into 19, they're not, they're not going to seem that far away. No. And um, so athletes that are focusing on the 5,000 and 10,000, uh, this year is going to be huge because we got to take we got to make some jumps. Yeah. You know, the 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 young athletes have to go from that 32-15, 32-30 range to that sub-32 range on the women's side. Yeah. You know, they've got to run 15-20 or faster, you know, in the 5,000 to start feeling like, okay, that was a big jump. And now the next jump will take me to where I need to be to compete right. at the trials. And that's all you want. Sure. You know, you just want a chance to compete. Uh, obviously, if you're coming out as a multiple-time national champion, then your expectations are to make the team. Right. What, what, what we're looking for, we want to make the team. Don't, don't get me wrong. But on an individual level, we just want everybody to have a shot. Because if we feel like everybody has a shot, then we're going we're gonna to get there. Sure. You know, somebody's going to get there. Um, and so 2019, for those reasons, are very, is a very important year. Yep. And so, uh, in, well, I guess it's too soon to really map things out. Uh, I mean, I can give you a lot. general idea. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, I mean, uh, we could safely assume no one's running a, a big fall marathon. Um, uh, at least I don't not, know if I'd say that. At least not late fall. I, I well, here's here's what I think. Here's what I think about the fall. I think all of our marathoners that are looking to make the team or try to make the team, uh, 
you know, I think they all should run at least one more. In 2019. In 2019, yeah. Some might run two depending on their past experience. The really experienced marathoners, I don't know. I don't think they need two more, but um, maybe a couple do, you know? Sure. Um, So I think you'll see some people run a spring, some people run a fall, and maybe some do both. Okay. Um, As far as late fall, I agree with you to an extent, although February 29th is pretty late. And I think some of us who recover very quickly, well, some, maybe one or two who recover very quickly could run a fairly late yeah. fall marathon. I think Steph Bruce might be one of those. Well, people. she certainly does <laughs> yeah. recover quickly. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, th- I, think, I think you'll see us run a marathon in either late September, anywhere from late September to early November. Okay. Obviously, we wouldn't do any later than that. Right. Uh, in the fall. But that won't be everybody. Um, some people you'll see run here in the spring. And those announcements are actually coming out pretty soon. Um, so that, that whole marathon crew, you'll see them, um, you know, getting out there and getting another experience or two in before, before the trials. Yeah. Well, so it seems not uncommon, like Fobble, for example, in the build up to New York, you know, raced, uh, a number of under distances, uh, yeah. including a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like that it wouldn't be surprising to see that approach with some of the athletes too, right? Maybe they're focusing on something shorter than the, the marathon uh, come fall. Yeah. Well, sort of a yeah. We need to work on that. a number of different things. I mean, we need to, we need to be able to race. Yeah. You know, the trials is going to be a race for sure. So um, let's say an athlete like Scott Smith, for example, who has run Frankfurt in the fall of 17, Boston in the spring of 18, New York in the spring or in the fall of uh, 18. Um, you know, maybe since he didn't get to race quite as much because of the marathon buildups, maybe he races a bunch this spring. Sure. You know? Yeah. And yeah. runs 10Ks and halves and, and right. 25K and all these different things and just gets a lot of experience racing um, because uh, the last 10K is what it's going to come down to. Right. Probably, right. you know, at the trials. So, um we got to work on some of those things. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it'll be exciting to see. We, so, with respect, to, I personally am very excited about uh, the additions. Or yeah, yeah, Potential yeah. additions. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when my, you mentioned January 1, but yeah, would, would folks might uh, get that news in Yeah, I, I think what we'll do is a similar situation to what we did with the women, mm-hmm. where we'll round everybody up. Yep. And then, uh, and then we'll make an announcement on, cool. on who the additions are. And, and then uh, I get to talk to them here, I hope. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, we'll have them on the pod. Of course, uh, I think in addition to the marathons, you'll see, you'll see us on the track, running fast fives and tens this spring, leading into USA's, uh, and then a variety of road races. Of course, I mean I don't think we shy away from racing. I hope that's one of the things our fans enjoy is that we don't just hole ourselves up and uh, train in secret for months on end, sure. and then race <clears throat> once. Right. Uh, we get out there, we expose ourselves to um, various uh, <laughs> challenges throughout the year and i think those challenges pay off uh on the big days sure you know and uh that's how we do it you know for better or worse that's how we do it and i think i think the athletes like it because it's it's uh it's daunting to look at the calendar and say man i'm not racing for four months you know and look for the athletes and the coaches that do it that way i'm not against it sure in some ways I would do it that way uh, if I could for some people, you know. But I realize that they need to break up the monotony it's now and again. A little bit, yeah. And I realize <clears throat> that you know I'm going to kick myself if we get to a major race and they make a mistake 
that they could have learned, they could have made that same mistake in an earlier race, learned it from mattered it. mattered less. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, and the, you know, Steph is a great example. I know we've talked about her a lot, and rightly so, because she had such a great year. But, you know, she really figured out how to perform late in races over these last couple of years. And she did it by forcing herself to just start kicking at the end of these races. Yeah. You know, and once she did it a couple of times, it started becoming a habit. Yeah. And if we hadn't done all those races and given her those opportunities, then maybe she's not out kicking Emily Sisson for, yeah. for third. Right. Uh, she did get out kicked by Sarah, but but right. she kicked. Yeah. You know, that's the point. You, you got to get in the habit of bringing it at the end every time, every single time. You know, maybe a fall ball doesn't do great north and have that experience of going to the well for yeah. the last... I mean, he was hurting those last four miles. Maybe if he didn't have that experience, then maybe when his body's sending those signals in New York that, hey, this is getting tough, maybe he doesn't override them. Correct. But in New York, he was able to override them because he's been there before. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from, from this year and seeing those things happen and seeing those transitions take taking place in the minds yeah. of the athletes and, right. and realizing the value of picking those races where they can learn something. Sure. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, uh, you know, back to your question, when we plan out 2019, it's, it's calculated. I mean, some of the choices are based on you know the business side a little bit of course but but a lot of them really are are for the most part they're 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 these races are being chosen as steps toward whatever the biggest races are sure yeah sure well if it's anything like 2018 2019 will be exciting i hope so (laughs) yeah yeah uh so to finish off just based on the amount of interest in this book with the pre-orders and so forth uh i'm sure people will be curious might they expect anything like this again um, oh God! Elite. I mean, maybe this, not this exactly. Maybe not for me. I mean, <laughs> holy cow! I'm telling you, man. A lot of time and energy. We have busted our yeah. butts on this editing. I mean, the, the thing is, to to have hired a real editor <laughs> would have been would have been a lot of money. Sure. And it's almost like running a small business. You got you got to make difficult choices That's on right. where to spend your money. And um, we felt like, look, we can edit it. It's going to take us a lot longer than a professional. Right. We can do it. Yeah. Um, and then we'd rather spend some money maybe on the marketing side, on sure. the back end. So, or on the color photos. So, that's right. Yeah. So editing it was 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 rough. So it's not... Uh, it's not something I would sign up for as you as we sit here today, <laughs> but maybe like it's like having a baby or something or running a marathon where you, you um, don't ask them right you, after they finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you forget after a while how, right. how difficult it was. No, I, I think if people love it and it turns out to be a big hit, I think we should think about how we can do things like this, sure. whether it's a book or whether it's a series of blog posts or whatever. Right, right. Um, I think we should think about how we can do that, especially for some of the things that are happening in 2020 that are going to sure. be such a big deal. So yeah. I I, uh, I hope you're right. I hope it's a big success, and, and I hope we do it again. Yeah. All right, Ben. Well, congrats on a successful 2018. Thank Looking you. Looking forward to 2019. Thank you, my friend. You bet. All right. All right, guys. That's a wrap. See you.